Hello and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners and Maine residents and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a local magazine that helps showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the links in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Fabian Oil, a family-owned and operated business that offers heating oil and propane delivery services and repairs. Fabian has been serving Central and Northern Maine with propane and oil for over 30 years. As a local Maine business, they cherish the relationships they have formed by serving the people of their communities. In 2019, Fabian entered the Southern Maine region with a heating oil acquisition, and they have recently brought propane to the market. They are aggressive and would love to be your supplier. Give them a call at 207-793-2044 or visit fabianoil.com. In this episode, we welcome back business consultant and entrepreneur Michelle Newhar. Michelle is the owner of Newyar, a Maine-based consulting firm focused on helping businesses grow strategically. As a consultant, Michelle works with businesses who want to grow, need help managing current growth, and with organizations who need help with their strategic planning process. In addition to owning Newyar, Michelle launched Newyar Construction with her husband David this fall. Newyar Construction is a full-service residential construction firm uniquely focused on providing a quality building experience for clients. Michelle is passionate about entrepreneurship, family, and professional development. She also also loves to talk to random strangers about their business ideas. Welcome to the show, Michelle. We're so glad that you're here today. Thank you, Kimberly and Todd. It's great to be back. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, we're excited for uh, for this new year and, and feeling very hopeful. So we're so glad to have you on the show and talk let's, about. Let's what just you... face it. We're just excited that it's not 2020. Yes, we're excited that it's not 2020. Just a different year. <laughs> yes. Indeed. So. Um, can you tell us um, what is a business consultant and what role do they play in a, you know, working with businesses? So as a business consultant, I like to think that I'm an advisor to my mm-hmm. clients. I had a client tell me yesterday, it's like you're part of the team, but you're not here every day. And so you can be objective. So mm-hmm. helping clients focus, helping to advise them on, you know, what is the direction of that they should take with their company? Do they need to focus on growth? Do they need to focus on really shoring up what they have and get ready for growth? Or Mm -hmm. are they in a, a kind of a downward cycle and need to make some tough decisions? And so I really feel like I'm an advisor 90% of my clients are long-term clients. And so I really get to know them and know their employees and feel that in doing that, Mm -hmm. I become an important part of their team. Yeah. I like that. You know, you said it, it's really cool how they said you, you have that outside piece so you can, you can be objective, you know, um, looking from the outside at a business so that that I assume that's just got to be really, uh, useful for sure. Well, and I think for any, any area of our life, it's always good, at least for me, to get that outside perspective. You know, we can mm-hmm. get tunnel vision. And I think especially during this last year in the pandemic, many people's circles have gotten very small. And so to get that outside input, especially for our business during very 
uncertain times, you know, times that have been very wiggly and nothing like we've ever experienced before, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that idea of like almost perspective incarnate, like you, you just show up and it's like, oh, things have changed. Exactly. And one of the things that I've heard a couple of clients say over the last couple of years is, oh, hire and you helped me to love what I do again. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes as business owners, we get in the weeds and mm-hmm. we grew the business and we're working hard and we forget to look up and take that, you know, big picture view and look at all the things that are working well. And sometimes it's, it's right in front of our face, some of the changes that we need to make. And it's not that we're not brilliant enough to see them. We're just in it. And so Mm. having somebody else come along and be able to help you see some of those things. um, That's for me, a huge compliment when a client says, Oh, I'm just loving my business again. Because I think mm-hmm. you guys may admit, I know I will definitely admit, there's many times over the years where I just wanted to throw my hands up in the air and say, I'm done. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm not having fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will, because there's that, there's that old expression, you know, if you're a, if you're like a billboard painter or a sign painter, don't step back and look at your work. You know, with the idea that you're going to fall off of that little catwalk that there is to, you know, you, you take us too, too many steps back, you fall. Mm-hmm. But every so often, you do need to take a step back. You need to, like, take the ladder down and, you know, get back and, and get that perspective. And it can be really easy, mm-hmm. I think, myself included, that you just bury yourself in the work. Right. And you just take that to heart and you're like, oh, no, I can't ever look up, can't look up, can't look up. It's like, no, you do need to look up every so often. You can't do it every five minutes. Right. But but it is it is important to look back and be like, oh, wow, look at look at the stuff I've done. Look at what we've accomplished. Look at how good this is. Or, or, or on the other side, to look like, oh, hey, wait, that, that corner over there is messed up. I better fix that. Yeah. Yeah, and then to look forward and say, okay, what are the possibilities? You know, what are the mm. opportunities? And I think the businesses that took some time to do that this year have been able to make changes and, Mm. you know, hold on to what they have and continue to connect and build culture, even if they've had to be working remotely or working differently than they have in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So actually, in, in t- kind of talking about end of year, beginning of year, because we, we, we had originally wanted to talk to you earlier and through various circumstances, it didn't quite work out. So there, <laughs> there's a couple of questions here, but I think it's still important because I, I'm a big believer in, you know, you can start making goals for the year at any point. Like it's, it's not like at, at the end of January, like, oh, sorry, that's not allowed anymore. <laughs> and you can always plan for how you're going to approach the end of this year early. You know, mm-hmm. and make those commitments. So mm-hmm. one of the questions I have is as a, as a consultant and someone who guides other people, do you have things that you do at the end of each year, uh, either personally or professionally, that kind of help you wrap things up and get ready for a new year? I definitely do. I'm a creature of habit and my family likes to tease me that, you know, I... I take strategy and strategic planning, um, you know, to the end in both personal and professional life. So at the end of the year, my most important thing is to review my strategic plan, both business and then my personal goals and really do an assessment. What did I hit? What areas didn't? Did things change? Um, I usually try to do those quarterly, but at the year end, I really take some time and just celebrate what worked in the previous year and then really look forward to 
what do I want to accomplish this upcoming year? Mm-hmm. And for me, for many years, it was always about grow, 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 grow. And I want to keep growing as a person. But as a business owner, growth isn't always the thing that we're going after. And so really getting clear with what do I want, both from financials out of the business, um, lifestyle, types of clients I'm working with, types of work that I'm doing. So I really take a look at that and then kind of map out my strategic plan for the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. One piece that's really important to me that it feels like the closing of one year into the other is to have my financials wrapped up. So my accountant mm-hmm. teases me that I'm usually one of the first ones in, you know, you got to wait for all the, the, the things that you need to submit to her. But that to me feels like that fresh start. Like I've reconciled my books, you know, 2020 was done, thank goodness. And then making sure my budgets and projections are set for the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. I also usually take some time off at the end of the year, beginning of the year, just to kind of decompress. And this year was weird because it felt like there was a lot of time to be, you know, on the mm-hmm. weekends and your home all the time. And so taking time off felt different. But that's one thing that I really try to do each year is so I go into the year feeling fresh and feeling not exhausted, <laughs> you know, depending on how busy the, the previous year was. Yeah, that's great. So in terms of those evaluations and things, are there any kind of things that people, other people would have, or these are your own systems? Do you have, you know, kind of a guideline or, or something that you, that you borrow from someone else? So I've created over the years, my own strategic plan template. And it's probably not that unique. You know, there are a lot of consultants who do strategic planning, but I have a very simple version where you know I, I review my mission, vision, and values. I do a SWOT analysis every year. I look at the key issues um, you know that are happening in the business. I also then set my you know kind of my three or four main priorities for the year and then set goals and timelines under each of those. I also do a competitive analysis, you know, each year. Usually those competitors stay the same, but to take a look at okay, am I am I still relevant? You know, what else is happening in my industry? What should I be paying attention to? And mm-hmm. so that's kind of my roadmap. Personally, we've created a goal board that we hang on our wall. We've done that for, I don't know, 25 years, I think. And that is our personal goals. We put our top business goals up there. And then our goals as a couple, which used to be when all the kids were home, they were family goals and all of the kids participated. But now that's a, an exercise that just David and I do. A little wonky in 2020, because many of the goals that we had, we had a 20 things we wanted to do in 2020. And most of the things on that list were canceled yeah. <laughs> or we couldn't do. So we, the big joke was, we're just going to, you know, put, cr- cross it out and put 2021 on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just move that to the next year. We're just moving that to the next year. You know, and I think that's one thing with setting goals and having a strategic plan is we also want to hold those things. We need to be flexible. 
Right. Things change. Business right. changes. Who knew we would be, you know, facing what we did in the last year? And so, you know, I like to look at that the long term and look at what do I want to accomplish this year? And I want to stretch and push myself, but I also want to be realistic. Mm-hmm. And then when things do come up and things need to change, then we we take a look at things. You know, it's not written in stone and it's not a failure if we've got a move our course or we've got to make a different decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Someone that is looking to start a business, say in 2021, what's the advice, some, some advice, basic steps that you would give someone to start a business in 2021? First of all, I would say get some help. There are so many great free resources out there. SCORE, CEI, MCE, SBDC. I mean, just Google, you know, help for entrepreneurs. There is so much out there. Mm -hmm. They can help you write a business plan. They can help you do a feasibility analysis to look at, is my idea feasible? I think so often what happens, and it's a good thing, like a new business, there's so much energy, I've got so much excitement, but I don't take enough time to research the market, to research, is there a need for what I'm, my product or service? And if so, can I make money doing this? And so to really make sure that we're going in with eyes wide open. I think the Mm -hmm. saddest thing for me is when I see an entrepreneur who has so much passion and such a great product or service, but there wasn't really a need for it in the market. So they jump in, they spend some money, you know, they invest their heart and soul and it doesn't go the way they hoped it would. Right. And so I think getting help and really understanding your numbers upfront. You know, I think most business owners don't have the luxury when they're in startup phase of having enough cash, but the more cash you have set aside, oh, I think that the more you sleep at night mm-hmm. because many businesses go out of business, not because it wasn't a good idea, but because they ran out of cash. And so I think mm-hmm. it's that, you know, getting help, testing your idea, maybe in some small ways before you go large. Mm-hmm. And making sure that you really have um, the cash flow that you're going to need to support yourself those first months, or in some cases, you know, first year or two as a startup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another great plug I'm just going to put in is um, Launchpad. The Gorham Savings Launchpad applications are now open for their um, pitch competition, which will be virtually in June. So anybody who is, um, you know, has a small business and, and has, you know, go on their website, take a look at what the parameters are, but they give away $50,000 every year to a local small business. So that's a great um, opportunity. Even if you don't win, I think it's a really good opportunity to clarify your idea to clarify yeah. what your business does. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I I've, I can't remember exactly what it was at this point, but I remember listening to a podcast and the person talking about uh, a screen, they were, they were pitching a, a movie and they had gotten many, many, many no's, but then they realized like as they had gone through that pitching process that they kind of refined mm-hmm. the idea and also their skills at pitching and sales through that process. Now, of course, that's not 100% the way you want to do it. 
you know. But this idea of like of of pitching your business to Launchpad, I can see where going through that process would help people like, oh, wait a minute, our thing is actually this, right? And this is how it's a better put, right? And as a as an exercise, even if you don't get the money, like that can help you a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, it's getting clear with your messaging. Yeah. Often, as entrepreneurs or business owners, we know what we do. Mm-hmm. We often have a hard time communicating that in a way that resonates with other people because I understand it. And I see this with, you know, working a lot of different industries and sometimes it's getting to know a client in the beginning. It's like they're speaking Greek because they're, they're in this little niche and they all understand what they're saying. And it takes mm. me some time to be like, okay, <laughs> what, what exactly are you saying? And, and, and what is your message? Yeah. Right. Another example of that perspective, because everybody, everybody has kind of the lingo. Everybody has buzzwords and stuff mm-hmm. in, in whatever business they're in. And you, you kind of forget that not everybody speaks the same language that right. you do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like I talk, I'll talk about, you know, bleed in, in terms of design, design. and people kind of look at me like, Huh? Bleed? What does what, that mean? What's going on? Like, are we are we in a true crime podcast as we were talking about before <laughs> we started? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, I forgot. Like, that's just a thing, and I don't think about it anymore yeah. because it's just a thing I've now done for enough years that it's just, it's it's just. Oh, I get it. How come you don't get it? Right. You know, but you have to you have to break that down. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. as a consultant, again, that's where you can help because, as you said, you said it like two words and it took me about you know 30 seconds to get all of my word salad out to actually explain what I was thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> word salad that's a much nicer way to put it I've heard it just explain <laughs> somebody well, was saying we were playing a family game this weekend and the word was word vomit <laughs> yeah well you know what they say if you can't if you can't blind them with your brilliance you baffle them with well something else um, <laughs> you're awesome well, you know, I, I'm, I'm just realistic about myself. So you actually have a, a bit of a new business sort of thing going on yourself right now because your husband and you have started a new business over the past year. Uh, and can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, Todd, we launched a new business in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, my husband, David and I, David and I launched New York Construction in September. Um, we are really excited about this. It came at a a weird time, but I think sometimes, you know, when you're least expecting something to happen is the perfect time. So we mm-hmm. launched our business and so far to date um, have been very busy. We are doing residential renovations and a few custom homes. We'll work with, you know, people that we know and people within our circle who want to build a custom home, but primarily focused on residential renovations. And um, we were very fortunate to hire our oldest son in October. So he is our operations manager. Right now, it's just the three of us. I'm very part-time in the business, um, really helping with strategy and, and some marketing. And David and Brandon are doing the work. So, so far, it's been an awesome experience. That's great. Well, it sounds like you've got the right you've got the right spot here because you're not outside or on a site freezing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I am not out there swinging a hammer. (laughs) So if anyone's listening to this, you don't have to be afraid that I'm going to show up. (laughs) You don't want to work with... See, the thing is, like, I don't want to swing the hammer. I want the nail gun, though. I want the nail gun experience because that just looks so cool. I know, that does look fun. I want a nail gun. Can I get a nail gun? No, you can't. I have used the nail gun and it is fun, Kim. 
Um, David and I owned a construction company in Minnesota for about a decade and did commercial and residential construction. But in that, we built a few of our own homes. And David and I did a good chunk of the work. I mean, I hung sheetrock and insulated and installed hardwood floors. And so I can do it. I just don't think I have quite the level of skill that my clients would want me in their home. That's actually the perfect way to describe my handyman skills. Like I, I, I can I can get the job done. It's probably not good enough for anybody else out there who wants it done. Like it's yeah. good enough for my no, house. No one's gonna pay you for it. No one's gonna pay you for Which it. Which is is fine with me. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> so Michelle, you know, the question I have is, how do you think the past year has changed how business owners really define success? I don't know if it's that they have redefined success as much as they have had to learn flexibility in a way that I don't think we ever have had before. Right. Mm. I know for myself and for many of my clients, many of them stayed very strong during this. Many actually grew and were financially like uh, things were just booming, but having to be flexible having to change the way we do things, having to change the way we sell, connect, um, Mm -hmm. not only just with clients and potential clients, but with our employees. Many have had to change the way that they do operations completely. And so I think flexibility um, has been huge. I think my biggest concern for business owners at this season, which kind of goes in a different direction of your of your question, but I think it's really important to bring out is burnout. I see people having worked more hours and having less, you know, kind of separate lifetime away from their business this year than I ever have. Wow. And I think the long-term consequences of that, there are the consequences are already starting to show up and people mm-hmm. are burnt out. And Mm -hmm. in that, I think it's sometimes hard to celebrate the success. And so I would challenge business owners, anyone listening to this podcast to step back and a, you know, to, to celebrate the successes that you did have this year Mm -hmm. and B take some time off, you know, maybe relook at the boundaries between work and play and Mm -hmm. make a little bit more time for play. Mm-hmm. We can't be as creative and innovative and strategic in our thinking when we're working 70, 80 hours a week. Yeah. There just sure. isn't the capacity. So um, yeah, that was a little bit of a round of a weird answer to your question. No, I love it. It's, it's, it's great. And I, I completely agree. And I think we can relate just uh, in this past year. I mean, just this podcast, this has been going through a hard year, it caused us to, um, you know, look at pivoting and doing some different things. And I, I would say that this has definitely been just a huge win for us to be able to do this and to be able to add this to what we were doing. So, you but, know, but I, at the same time, it's also, it's also added more hours to the week, mm-hmm. which is fine but there is some recalibration that needs mm-hmm. to take place. Yeah. And it's, for me, it's taken, you know, because I, you know, I mean, we all know Kim is, Kim is the, the, how, how shall we put this? Kim is the, is the bright shining face of, of the business. And, 
And I'm down here in the engine room shoveling coal. <laughs> now, Todd, you need to say three nice things about yourself. Well, the, the thing is, like, and I'm okay with that. Like, I I enjoy the I I've, I find joy in the in the in the actual doing of the work. You know, there's a satisfaction in that. It's almost to me, it's somewhat like demolition, in that like it like demolition has a very high job satisfaction rate because you see your progress. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So for, me, so for me, like creating ads and stuff, it's I get to see the thing there, and yeah. it's like, oh, ah, I feel good about that. But even with all that, like it's taken me a long time to kind of figure out that balance of like, okay, this is extra work. How Absolutely. do I now make sure that I'm not just fully head in a monitor, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 12 hours a day mm-hmm. along with other stuff that I want to do? Yeah. So that's good. That's good advice, Michelle, for sure, for business owners. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yes. Take some time off. Michelle said I could. Yes. <laughs> you don't even need a note. <laughs> you have it right there, folks. Take some time Take off. Take some time yes. off. Yes. Yes. As actually, and I have it. I have it here to remind myself because, creatively speaking, it's a quote from Joe Strummer, uh, who lead singer of the Clash. No input, no output. If you don't have time to take stuff in, mm. your output creatively is going to be nil. It's right. going to be equal to that. Right. And for a business owner, yeah, you need that mental space for creativity, but also just for to do the work. For like sure. you got to take in some some rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll stop talking now and ask a question. So uh, one of the things that I like is to get recommendations. So do you have any books, podcasts, or websites that you've kind of discovered over the last year that you would recommend to potential clients or even just to, to anyone in general? I recommend Keep It Local Main podcast. Everyone that I speak to, I think you guys are amazing. You say say that's all the podcast people don't. (laughs) I actually do. It has been really fun to listen to all of the main business owners. Um, You know, the Grow Main show, uh, Fast Forward Main. I love to listen to all the local podcasts. One of my absolute favorites is the um, HBR IdeaCast. It's, you know, mm-hmm. not just topics that relate to just, I mean, they all relate to business owners, but it's not just simply focused on entrepreneurs, um, whether it's culture or leadership. Um, I always get something out of that. Love Masters of Scale, love how I built this. This year has been very different for me in that I've done less reading and more podcasts than I mm-hmm. ever have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of how life has been this last year. Like mm. When I'm, you know, listening to something, I'm out on a walk. And I've also tried to just listen to things that I wouldn't normally listen to, you know, some, you know, um, white collar crime and, and some other things <laughs> that just to, like literally give myself a brain break from thinking mm-hmm. about business all of the time. Um, and this is the oldest book. I recommend it all the time. I can't believe how many people haven't read it. And some of you will roll your eyes and go, yeah, you know, that's a that's an oldie. But one of my absolute um, favorites is the E-Myth. It changed my business, I don't know, 20 whatever years ago. And it continues to be those key concepts in that book continue to make a difference in my business today. Um mm-hmm. You know, the concept of the technician, you know, that's I thought about you, you know, downstairs, you're in the engine room, Todd, and, and you're working in the business 
And then you've got the manager who's, you know, kind of dealing with things and, you know, the moving pieces. And then you've got the entrepreneur who is looking at future and focus. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. each one of us as business owners are all three of those things. Mm. But too often we stay stuck in that technician role after we launch the business. So we launch the business we're very entrepreneurial and strategic in our thinking. And then we kind of go back into this, well, I'm just doing the work. Mm-hmm. So in the construction trades, it's like, oh, I'd go back to swinging the hammer. I can still swing the hammer as long as I'm taking time to actually think like an entrepreneur and think strategically. So mm-hmm. that's an oldie, but a goodie in, in mm-hmm. my book. That's great. Yeah. So Michelle, what is what is your big goal for this upcoming year? What would you say? Um, have you thought about that? To go on vacation, a <laughs> oh. real vacation. I know. To I disconnect know. for seven days. I'm yes. not sure, you know, how that's going to look, but that is my number one goal this year. Yeah. My goal for my consulting business is I am not in a growth year. My client load is currently pretty booked. I'd say maybe space for one more client, you know, second half of the year. But my goal is really to solidify um, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. There's some processes that I'm looking to add. So really strengthening um, purposefully my foundation again. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I think, other owners need to hear that, that it's okay not to always be like, okay, I need to keep growing. I need to keep growing. Growth doesn't always mean more profitability and -hmm. growth sometimes comes with headaches or stress that we decide we don't want. So really focusing Mm -hmm. this year on being purposeful with really looking at what are the next, you know, 10 to 20 years look like in my business. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that is, we can all get into that myth of like consistent, constant growth, you know, and it's just, it's not always possible. No. You can't say, oh, I'm going to grow 10% every single year, like clockwork. That's not always feasible. Like there's, because the world happens. Yeah. (laughs) COVID happens, you know. Exactly. Most businesses do not experience that hockey stick growth. <laughs> yeah. And and businesses have, you know, business has cycles and industries have cycles. I look at, you know, David's been in the construction industry since he was a teenager. And you look at the ups and downs and the interest rates, spikes and lows and what the economy has done and how that's impacted both home building and renovation. And every industry mm-hmm. has that. And COVID has been really good for some businesses and really tough for others. And so Mm -hmm. you take the same global pandemic that's happening and for some, it's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And for others, this has been the biggest threat that they have experienced for some in the history of their business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for for taking time yes, out of your this day. Uh, this has actually been a great. You are now our first repeat guest. Congratulations! Yes. Uh, you you get five <laughs> fake internet points for that. I um, love it. 
<laughs> I'll take my points. <laughs> and we definitely appreciate you, all the recommendations you have for people. And just yeah. also, uh, just on a personal level, the encouragement that you've given to us. Yes. And, and, the, sure. and, and helping us uh, with perspective and to, to, guide, to help guiding us. We, we truly appreciate that. And, it, you know, for what sure. you do for business owners is fantastic. Absolutely. And uh, we just, we really appreciate that. And you're doing great work. I just want to make sure you know that. Well, thank you. Thank it you. is a pleasure to work with both of you. And I just love continuing to watch you grow. I remember talking about the idea of a podcast and now what you've done with it in the last year. It's just phenomenal. So congratulations. And thanks again for having me on again. Well, yes, thank you. Thank and, you so much. And congratulations on, on, your, new on business. your new business yes. as well. Thank you. And, Exciting. Uh, and we wish you success in both of your businesses now. Absolutely. Well, thank you much. Thank you again. Have a fantastic week. Thank you again to our sponsor, Fabian Oil. Be sure to contact them for all your propane and heating oil needs using the information in the show notes. And thank you for listening.